I'm not Voitz or Dome and Fitz. I'm Dome. And I'm Fitz. I don't know what that is, but it's what I wanted to do. It sounds like you're going to need a voice box soon. Probably. Hello, my name is Doom. <laughs> what were we just talking about when we were like, hold it? Crap on, crap off the crapper. Yeah, you were like, you fucking kid, you're so original. Yeah. And I said, fuck off. Yeah. You know, in our anniversary. You just wanted to tell me fuck off again? Okay. No, oh. no, 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 no. I just want people to know that I said that off air too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the anniversary show, we were not really intentionally until the end when it sort of became intentionally. Mm-hmm. We were doing all kinds of callbacks and shit. Mm-hmm. It has haunted me since then. When you said something kind of fucking taking a mini swipe at me and I was like, why don't you fuck off, dude? And we both laughed. Yeah. If I would have thought of it, and like I said, it's been haunting me since. I'd have been like, fuck you, suck two dicks. But Oh, I missed an opportunity. Oh, man. There's always next year. Yep. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah. He's going to tell me to suck two dicks any moment now. Yeah, you never know you when never it's going to happen. So, yeah. Welcome to episode... Is that the same kind of voice I was doing? Kind of, yeah. Okay, welcome to episode 96. Six. Yeah. Damn. Holy shit, J-Sarge is here. Can you hear the fucking bells ringing? What? He's like Santa. Oh, okay. No, he's not coming till 100, right? Just on his yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know how kids count down the days till Christmas? Oh, yeah. For fuck's sake, dude. We need a Nerd Blitz advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, though. Yeah. One of the little trinkets inside, you get like you get a toy or a candy in each one. Mm-hmm. One of them is two dicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get it. Kids will love it. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know. J-Sarge is coming like Christmas. Can you hear the cowbells ringing? Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear the four-wheeler revving up. Oh, it's his neighbors, I guess. Yeah, I was like, he's not the fucking... Dang, 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 dang. No. But anyway, yeah. How's it going, everybody? Let's see. I think I've got another joke corner if you want to do one, or do you want to save it? I don't care. You can go ahead and do it. Okay. Play the theme song! Doom Okay, now this is a story about uh, the intelligence of dogs. A man named Jed? Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck, I was trying to think. How's that go? Now listen here, people. No, don't. Just stop. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, no, you said stop. I was leaning more into the like Weird Al version anyway for BYJF. Oh, okay. I got you. That's why it sounded fucked up to you, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. Sorry, it was it was a premature stop. It. Do you want to take that one back? I can. T- I'll take it back. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll stop though. Anyway, this here's a little story about a man named Jeb. No, about the intelligence of dogs. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about it before. The last time my brother lived here. Mm-hmm. He was um, always a dick, but he was particularly being a dick to my one dog, mm-hmm. who was kind of my dog. Mm-hmm. Like, she would come up to him and he'd always be like, get the fuck away from me and push her away or swat her away or kind of kick his foot at her to get her to go away. Mm-hmm. And she'd look at him like, all right, fucker. So one time we had this like padded bench thing in our back room. Mm-hmm. And he would go back there, fucking blast his fucking bullshit music on his phone and listen through his headphones. Okay. And then you'd have to go back there to get something. And it's like, can you fucking move, dick? But anyway, he had gone back there. For some reason, he had come out here to say something to my mom and dad. And it took him like 20 minutes. He goes back there and he starts yelling. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, God. And we're like, what the fuck is your problem? He's like, I'm going to kill that fucking dog. And it's like, why? And my mom had told him, too. He's like, you better watch what you're doing to her. Because she will fucking get back at you. When he had left the back room, he had left the back door open. <laughs> she saw that he left it open, went in there, chewed his fucking headphones up. Nice. Like, in a big, bad way. Good doggy. There was no way he could have, like, salvaged them and been like, well, they're fucked up, but I'll still use them. Like, she was like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And destroyed him. He's like, the fucking bitch chewed up my headphones. And Ma was like, look, I told you. Because she's an ornery shit. If you treat her like shit, she will do it right back. Yeah. And it's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And people say dogs are stupid. Yep. No, they're not. <laughs> They'll get you. Yep. They'll get you. Yep. They know how to fucking get even. Yep. They sense evil and they'll they'll get you. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say she bit his gonads off. I was going to be like, damn. He's got to have some first. Oh, burn. Oh, fuck. I'm coughing. <clears throat> that hit was a little strong. Mm-hmm. Change the water once in a while. Ugh. Yeah. No shit. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, no. And I was, I looked there, and I was like, "Good Chloe, mm-hmm. good dog." Next time, shit in his shoes. <laughs> Wait till he's asleep and shit in his ear. I think she did kind of fuck with him when he was sleeping too. That's good. She put his hand in like warm water and stuff. <laughs> yeah i helped her it was uh-huh. her idea though yeah put some shaving cream in the palm of his hand and tickled his nose <laughs> she glued razor blades to his hand oh fuck it's a little nerd out of the clown fucking preview damn <laughs> damn too far oh when it comes to nerd the clown there's never too far yeah nerd the clown which we'll talk more about that later like way down the line when that shit happens but all you guys are in for some funny shit or dark whatever funny (laughs) disturbing yeah who says they've got to be fucking mutually exclusive well that's true sometimes oh shit dude funniest fucking thing the other day was your tweet about like how many times can one dad fuck up in 24 hours? Like, <laughs> oh, he's yeah. living with you now? Why didn't you tell me? And yeah. J- or, yeah, he's JTF not dead? Like, that's dark. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, he didn't die? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, that was dark. It's funny, though. <laughs> that was so funny, JTF being like, that is dark, dude. And I was like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, know. I know, I wrote it myself. <laughs> People underestimate my darkness sometimes, I think. Yeah. I do occasionally, too, and I'm always surprised. <laughs> I don't know why, I'm dude. Like, fuck, that was even lower than I thought. You're like, nope, he's still going. Yep. I mean, for fuck's sake, I I was the dude who said my fucking seven doppelgangers have probably hung themselves. <laughs> How are you fuckers still shocked? There's no way all seven of them did. There's got to be at least one other chicken shit. I know. <laughs> I'm sure a couple of them have fucking botched it, but yeah. they've at least attempted. Yeah. <laughs> So, anywho, yeah. Anywho. We've been reading, huh? Yeah. Talked about it last time. I I read the Rise of Skywalker book. Two times ago. Two times ago, right. He, oh, yeah, because we, yeah, we didn't record the last episode today. It was a couple weeks ago, probably. Definitely wasn't an hour <laughs> Yeah, I ago. know. We're doing some of that fucked up time travel again. Anyway, read that book. And so then after I was done, I went back to finish Ray Carson's other book that I had started a while back, and that was Most Wanted, mm-hmm. which was the tie-in novel, prequel novel for the solo movie. So I finished that finally that was pretty good it's a young adult so it wasn't super complex or anything it's pretty straightforward you know i told you i think yesterday Mm -hmm. when i was a young adult i didn't read much ya yeah honestly i don't think i've read any up until the last few years i would have never i would have never read young adult Mm -hmm. when i was a young adult this feels insulting it would have felt insulting to me, kind of. Yeah, it, it, it's always had this weird fucking aura around it where it's like, don't do that. Yeah. But, you know, in the last few years, I've really been reading a lot. Uh-huh. And I got to be honest, I kind of enjoy it. It's a good palate cleanser because, and this isn't me being reductive, it's true. The stories aren't like... Right, they're not overly taxing. Yeah, they're not like 500 page, you know... F- 50 chapter, 12 in a series with fucking weaving storylines. Right. They're pretty fucking basic and... And they don't meander. Yeah. They stick to a point for sure. Right. They don't meander all over the place like some books do. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Stephen King book. Well, I wasn't going to say that because I like his books, but yeah. I like them too, but it's like, dude, fucking get an editor. Yeah. His, his books are definitely a journey. Mm-hmm. But, um... I've found them to be a really nice fucking palate cleanser. Like, you read a 300-page adult novel, which sounds like I'm reading fucking spank material or something, but <laughs> he entered her. No. The young adult books, they, they still have the bras on. Yeah. They're not fully nude yet. Yeah. Uh, young adult novels, they just pan to the curtains a lot. Right. But yeah, they're a really nice palate cleanser. Like, you read a fucking three to 400 page novel and then you read like a 250 page ya novel and it's like this is nice because mm-hmm. sometimes when you get through a really fucking dense novel you're like i can't do that again yet i gotta right. fucking recoup well i find i find myself like stopping a lot yeah like halfway through a really long book because i'm like mm-hmm. oh i can't i can't do it anymore like because it'll get to a point where it's like this is getting kind of boring we're like focused on something that i don't give a fuck about now yeah well like a perfect example we've talked about his books before but foley's books yeah the second one it took me about six months to read it and it's not because it was like oh who gives a fuck i really enjoyed the book but it's just like this is like six or seven hundred pages dude yeah 
So, nothing against you, but fuck, dude, I gotta take a break. Yeah, long gone are the days when I could sit and read a book. Like, Mm -hmm. when the unabridged stand first came out, it was like 1,200 pages. I read that book in a week. Wow. Even if I had all the time in the world, I don't think I could read a book that long in a week. It was insane. I was doing work study at the time at college. So, Mm -hmm. like, my, and I think it was over Christmas, it might have been over Christmas holiday. So yeah. the, the university was closed to, for classes and stuff. So I like I literally sat there and did nothing for a week. So that's all yeah. I did was read all day. I mean, I talked about Journey into Darkness, but that was like 280, 300, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But I think not including like six hours of sleep or whatever. Yeah. I read the seventh Harry Potter book, which again, that's kind of a YA book, at mm-hmm. least the way it's put together, because the print is kind of decent sized Mm -hmm. there's a lot of room around the fucking print on the page Yeah, i find that i actually like that now that my eyes are so bad Uh uh-huh i actually kind of like that so it's like it's not 700 pages of a stephen king novel it's you get what i'm saying yeah 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 i read that in like 17 and a half hours i think damn so that's fucking hardcore it was that was one of those times where it's like i don't want to hear from anybody mm-hmm. i'm going upstairs and i'm fucking reading this book i'm only stopping to go to the bathroom yeah. get a drink and maybe to eat otherwise leave me alone i'll be in my bunk pretty much yeah <laughs> so well, anyway back to most wanted but it was pretty good it, it fleshed out a lot of Corellia's, you know like all the gangs like the white worms and the what their lives are kind of like and what they do what their you know what lady proxima has them doing it kind of delves deeper into the life of a scrum rat yeah kind of yeah gotcha and it throws han and kira together i guess for the first time like they didn't necessarily like each other very much Mm. and so the whole thing is one of the threads or the the context of when this happens is they're about to pick a new head yeah child for the white worms and so there's three candidates it's uh han kira and rebolt the, the dude with the dogs. Oh, okay. I was like, who the fuck is this now? Yeah. So they're the three that are up for it, for the job. Okay. And Lady Proxima gives Han and Kira a special assignment. I don't know how much you want me to get into it. Uh, let me ask you a question before you delve too deep. Sure. Uh, is it a hardcover or is it a paperback? Uh, the one I have is a hardcover. I don't know if the, I don't know if it ever came out in paperback. Because, you know, just the little you've said about it is like, I might want to read this. I think you probably would. It's, it's pretty interesting, so I won't spoil too much, but they each get sent on a different... They don't know it, but they're kind of both sent on separate legs of the same assignment. Okay. And things don't go the way they're supposed to, and then the rest of the book is them trying to get out of trouble. Yeah. And eventually, roundabout way, complete the job that they were supposed to do, and, you know, and then along the way, they become friends and all that, and there's a, a Rodian scrum rat that's with them. That gets wrapped up with them and the, are involved with them in this caper, I guess. Yep. There's a lot of mm, foreshadowing is maybe not the right word, but kind of like parallels of stuff that happens in this movie that happens or that happens in this book that would that would later go on to happen. Sort of similar things later, so you get to mm-hmm. kind of see why certain characters would take opportunities that they get later mm-hmm. because maybe they didn't take them. I, I'm trying not to give too much away but are we talking like a han shot first scenario no no not like that but just you you get more into their heads gotcha you know so you get to see like like maybe why somebody feels a certain way about a certain thing where they start to you get to see where some of their traits that they have later come from like their some of their beliefs and their experiences how that how it shapes what they how they act later let's put it that way Okay. So it's kind of cool. And it's subtle enough that it's not like hitting you over the head like, here, this is going to come back later. Mm-hmm. And did that come out before or after the movie? I think it came out before. Gotcha. I think it came out shortly before. It might not have been too long before. But I don't think it was after. Because I think it was like kind of a journey to the Force Awakens type shit. Where gotcha, it was like gotcha, Where it was yeah. like to drum up interest or to, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I liked did it. Did they do that publishing program for Rogue One and Solo? Or was it just the big ones? I mean, I know they had, like, prequels to them, but did they have the stupid fucking banner at the top, like, Journey to Solo? Uh, I'm trying to think. There is something on the cover, but I think it's more like, you know, prequel to the movie or... I don't know. 
it's like a little like a dot. It's not like a banner, but yeah, it looks almost like a sticker somebody put on. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. But it's not like the big journey to Force Awakens, that whole thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I really hate that. Yeah, it was kind of annoying, but those books weren't that great anyway. What the adult ones? No, the young adult ones. The the Gary Widow one and the I guess I really only read the Gary Widow one. I read that Jason Fry one, Weapon of the Jedi. Yeah. And I wrote a review of it. I really fucking dug that. Well, he's a he's a good writer. Like he wrote. Uh, this is true. He wrote the along with uh, Ryan Last Johnson. Jedi. Yeah. He wrote the. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a really good read too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so when I found that that book, I was like, oh, cool. That's that's gonna be a good book. But I've just I've just never got around to reading that one. Gotcha. But I did read the first one, the one that's the three different stories. I've follows. still got to read that one. Mm. It's meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. It wasn't. The Ray one was kind of interesting, but the other ones were like meh. Gotcha. I, I do want to get that other one. Uh, Which one? I, oh, the. Was it, there was like four of those young adult yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was. Isn't there one with like Leia and Nine Numb on the cover or something? Yes, I think there's that, and then I think uh, Han had one too. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, there's two more, I guess. Yeah. I was sort of watching them on Amazon, but they never got under like 15 bucks. Really? I thought they were, I was thinking they were like $9 or $7.99 or something now. Not that I ever saw. Oh. Hmm. I must be thinking of something else. The only reason I got the ones I've got is because you saw them at Deerberg's once, and I was like, dude, get them. And you're yeah. like, really? And I was like, get them. So. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I ended up going back and getting them for myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, all right. But yeah, that Jason Fry one is really fucking good. Yeah, I figured it probably would be. I had some good interactions with him on Twitter over it, too. Really? Oh, yeah, I think I saw that. I, I Yeah, I think I sent it to you, and he was like... And, you know, Andy said something sort of similar, too, and it's, it's one of those things, you know how it is when people give you compliments, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. But Fry was like, you did what any good reviewer should do, and I was like, huh? He goes, you went in skeptically, and you, but you had an open mind about it, and yeah. you ended up really liking it, and whether you didn't or not, it's clear that you gave it a chance, and I appreciate that, or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I dug it, and it, it lets you see a lot more of Corellia than you, than you see in the movie. That's kind of the reason why I want to read it, because mm-hmm. I want to match it up against the uh, A.C. Crispin version of Corellia. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's, like, in the sewers and, like, the factories and stuff. Right. Yeah. And it's not, like, super descriptive. Like I said, it's still a young adult, so it's not, like, it's not like Tolkien. It doesn't go into, like, super excruciating detail about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But enough that you're like, oh, yeah, I could, I can see this. And yeah, you get a good feel of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the A.C. Crispin novel, it didn't, like, beat you over the head or, like you said, get into tolkien-esque detail but she did explain like there is a rich side and then there's a really poor side yeah that's the way it is kind of in here too yeah and like i think in her novels or her novel because it was only in the first one han kind of broke into a house in the rich side and kind of got wrapped up into some shit that way too Mm. so yeah i was like this is so good yeah that's definitely the wealthy neighborhood and the Shitty ones definitely play parts in this. That's good. Yeah. Now, I want, I'm wondering if I'll read that and be like, this sounds really fucking familiar, but mm-hmm. in a good way, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Definitely the concept of what the world is like is sounds yeah. like it's the same. They came from the same mandate. Yeah. That's pretty interesting then. Mm-hmm. I just started reading, and by the time this comes out, fucking the review would have been up for weeks, but because it's real short. But I started reading that Five Decades of the X-Men short story collection. Okay. I think I showed it to you when I got it. Mm-hmm. It's got a story set in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. Okay, yeah, I remember this. And I think it's got like the big X-Men characters from each of those decades oh, uh, gotcha. as the focus. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, the fucking awesome thing about it is like Stan Lee's intro, where mm-hmm. it's like, I, I don't know if Stan wrote this or not, or if it's somebody just being like, I don't know, write like Stan, or Stan being like, here's what I want to say, just write it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it Stan's personality and in interviews and shit, it's like, yep, this is Stan. That's the same type of voice. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking good to hear again. Yeah. I, I love stumbling across shit that he wrote or said or whatever that I'd never heard before because it's like, ah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But I started reading this first story, and it's basically about when Gene comes to the mansion. 
Okay. And like how everybody's like, how you doing? Because she's the first girl. Mm-hmm. And Iceman is just like, don't be a pig, you assholes. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to impress her by, you know, not being all over. Because like at one point, he's like trying not to be pawing on her. Because like Beast straight up just goes up and he's like touching on her and mm-hmm. shit. Check out my monkey dick. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is still fucking hairless Beast too. Yeah. When he's got like the creepy foot hands and shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really weird. And, like, she throws him around the room and shit, and Professor X is just being like, well, you had it coming. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty fucking good, that story. I haven't read any of the others, but I think the next one is written by, let's see if you recognize this name, Sholly Fish. Oh, yeah, 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 Sholly Fish. Uh Uh-huh. Is it Fish or Frish? Fish, I think, right? I can't remember. I think it's Fish. It's Charlie Fish. Yeah, it's all the the Scooby-Doo team-up. Yep. But, yeah, I think I've read a few interviews with him. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Those books are really good. I f- dude, I fucking know. I that might be even the fucking art can't drag that shit down. Oh, I like the art. The, I know you're like you think they reuse a lot of stuff and don't really like. I don't it. think. I know they do. Yeah. I I mean I like it, but it's just it feels too cold. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. And if you see the same fucking images over and over again, it gets annoying. Yeah, I guess I don't notice it that much. You have an eye for that. As much as I give, like, Joe Staten or Stanton or whatever his name is, shit, I I do like the personal touch. Yeah. Like, I miss fucking Scott Gerald's and Vincent DePorter doing it, especially DePorter. God, he's so fucking good. Best Scooby artist, man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's written by him, and I was flipping through it, and I was like, <gasps> I know that name. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like, I cannot fucking That story's wait. gonna be good. Oh, fuck yeah. He's good. He gets he gets the, the essence of the whatever. Everything? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what... <laughs> I'm not super familiar with other stuff he might have written, but those Scooby team-ups are fucking awesome. I know, man. And they're so simple that they're like, how can something this simple be so much fun and so awesome? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I haven't read all of the issues that I have because for some reason I'm saving them. Yeah. But it's like yeah. it's like none of them are complicated. No. You know what I mean? They have just enough jokes in them and yeah. just enough twist. I always go back to that those first two or three issues with Batman because... Oh my God, I read those yeah. when they first came out, mm-hmm. and it's just like, this is far better than it has any fucking reason to be. Mm-hmm. It's almost mind-breaking. Like you said, it's just like, they're so simple, but they hit so hard and so well that it's like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. You almost get mad at them because it's like, how are you doing good, this fucking good, dick? <laughs> oh, dude, wait a minute. What? I'm looking them up on Comixology. Because comic book, mm-hmm. comicbookdb.com is gone. That was my go-to. Oh. They shut down. Wow. That place was fucking awesome. You put in anybody's name and it comes up with everything they've ever done. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wrote He wrote Batman Brave and the Bold. That makes sense. He wrote on oh, He wrote on action comics. Wow. DC Superhero Girls. I wouldn't be shocked if he wrote the Batman Adventures book or the Superman Adventures book back in the day. Uh, yeah. He wrote on Star Wars Adventures. Oh, wow. The old one or the new one? The 2017-2020. Okay. So the new ones. Yeah, he's a name that I've seen for years, but I've really only associated with Scooby, but it's like, he did so well on that that if anybody was like, here, you want this? And it's like, Charlie Fish, fuck yeah! Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, So yeah, I'm really fucking pumped for that. That's kind of like in Book Club, you know, those fucking... uh, Mm-hmm. Michael Reeves stories and shit mm-hmm. where it's like, well, I know we're in for a good time now and I wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of the same fucking thing. It's like, oh, I know the next one. It's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. And I mean, the first one's pretty good, but yeah, that next one, it's like, let's get through this. I want to get to the awesome one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm reading right now. Cool. I'm st- just started the galaxy that Britain built. The fuck is that? I saw it. Where did I see it? Oh, is that that Star Wars uh, making of or whatever? Yeah. Where it's where it's all interviews with like the British crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that. Started reading that. It's really small, really thin. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. But so that should be a pretty quick read. And then after that, I'm not sure. I might. I did get IMC three PO, so I might start that. Let me ask you: Are you like me? Because I have to pick like four books. It's almost like they've got to call out to me. I can't just be like, I'm going to read this and then this and then this. Kinda, because I still haven't started Uncharted the kevin j anderson i haven't started that i was holding off on that because you were like maybe we'll do a book club yeah well that's why i was holding off on it at first was until you got it yeah and i just it 
yeah, like you said, it's like I got to be in the mood to read. I can't just pick up a book and go, okay, I'm reading this today. Uh-huh. It's got to be, it'll come It'll come to me. Well, like the other day, I got the uh, EU, the Legends, Last Jedi novel out after I finished the Batman Arkham Knight prequel novel. Mm-hmm. I got Indiana Jones and what is it? Oh, The Hollow Earth. I got that out. I got this X-Men book out. I got that Spider-Man trilogy out. And I'm sitting there looking at them all and it's like... Okay, these feel like they're going to be the next book, but which one do I want? Right. Because <laughs> I've always been like that. I've got to have options, because if I don't have options, like, fucking, I ain't reading. Yeah. But oh, I can yeah. relate. You know what, I was, what I've was? what i read and I wrote a review of, but I was really shocked by? What? That Daphne and Velma book. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was some shit in it that it's like, all right. Yeah. But overall, that was really fucking good. Hmm. But what it made me really want is, I just... I've wanted this for over a decade now, probably a decade and a half. I want like serious fucking Scooby Doo novels, man. Yeah, as opposed to like the kid, the kid ones that we have. Yeah, as opposed to the kid ones they don't even make anymore. Right. Because there's like other than comics, which are hit and miss now. There's nothing Scooby to read. That's true. Fuck, so, there's nothing Scooby to watch. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> new. That too. Yeah, they haven't released a new DTV. Scoob got pushed. Guess who they're not doing Mm -hmm. for some reason? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know why they won't drop that. I don't either. I mean, I know we've beaten this to death, but it's like, what the? What are you waiting for? It's not wine. I will never understand the way Warner Brothers does business, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we have. We've really beaten it to death, but it's like, we wouldn't have to if they didn't just keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's why people sometimes give me shit and they're like, you're too hard on them. It's like, but they do the same stupid shit over and over and over. And I know it's getting annoying by now, but over and over and over and over again. Right. With never any kind of explanation as to what the what the point no. is or what the reasoning or the rationale behind it is. I see all the time people being like, talking about video games and they're like oh the community manager there's no communication what the fuck and it's like you must not pay attention to warner brothers because there is absolutely no communication there <laughs> right. it's like for fuck's sake they'll announce something then cancel it and delay it and this isn't even fucking corona related like those episodes oh right they stopped before yeah they were supposed to come out before all this happened yeah and like- but not even that like on Instagram, there's this dude who he did most of the, uh, or did a lot of the designs for the guest stars and shit, mm-hmm. and he did the a lot of the design work for the opening cards. Okay. He said, like, production has stopped on that show. They've what? written all the episodes. They No, not, like, stopped, but oh. they've written all the episodes. As far as he knows, they're all being animated, and they may have finished animating them, so they're just sitting on them. Hmm. I can... They're sitting on probably at least 20 episodes right now. That's what I told you. They're going to draw it out and only drop 13 episodes a year for some stupid reason. Hmm. It makes no fucking sense, but that's what they're going to do. I promise you. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. They, it was already six months between mm-hmm. when the first 13 ended and the second were supposed to start. So why would you wait any longer than that? That's just how they do. That's what I said. I wouldn't be surprised if they hold off and start the second season, which is actually the second half of the first season. Mm-hmm. Hold it till June, just like they did last year. Well, at this point, they might as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's Warner Brothers is the most frustrating fucking company. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I've always wanted like, and it doesn't have to be like super serious like these Daphne and Velma novels where like Scooby doesn't even talk. Mm. I mean, super serious like Mystery Incorporated where it's like there is heavy shit, which dude, we've got to watch that at some point. We've got to start watching that. Okay. I was think I was talking to Spider Scooby and we were talking about like potential patreon content and i was like dude we struggle to fucking record the free content much less patreon Mm -hmm. but i told him i was like there's two shows i've always wanted to do like i had this idea for a show called smallville the next generation where we watch an episode of smallville and then we watch an episode of tng oh that's cool i've thought about that even before fucking tnc existed yeah i've thought about that for fucking years that was like the first idea i ever had for a podcast because i thought that would be awesome oh that's way that's a way better idea than this one (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> You're like, why didn't you fucking say that, stupid? <laughs> but I, I mean, I always told you too. It's like I don't know if you would like Smallville because it's kind of got that teen melodrama shit in it, well, I mean, like I Buffy and whatnot. I like Buffy though. I know, but you were like early twenties when that started, though, weren't you? What Buffy? Yeah. 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 You're not like forty six, being like, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. God, somebody kill Lana, and it's like I know. Yeah. No, I was like. 24 yeah yeah so it's like you could put up with it a little bit more easily then than now but it's like that to me that would be so fucking awesome yeah uh, and then like the other podcast i've always wanted to do was like either go episode by episode or do like two to four episodes at a time just watch mystery inc and go over it mm. because oh that is fucking glorious <laughs> But yeah, I want novels like that where they take it super seriously, but there's also goofy shit like a talking dog. Right. Because it seems like when they, whenever they want to do it seriously, they're like, well, let's focus on a character or two. And it's like, it, I, it's okay, but I want the whole gang. They all know each other. You know, like fucking Scooby Apocalypse, perfect example. They're like, no, let's start from the ground up. Right. And have the fucking dog use emoji, idiots. <laughs> but um, yeah. Those are the two things I've always wanted to do, but... Yeah. Yeah, that Daphne and Velma novel, it's good, but not exactly the thing I've always craved. I hear you. Want to do some Clone Wars? Yeah. They're not as, they're not as meaty as the last arc's going to be. No, which I can't wait for that last arc. <laughs> yeah, Clone Wars, fucking final season of that has started. Right. What do you think? Six episodes down already? Eight. They've been four episode oh, arcs. Oh, each one's four up. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought they were each yeah. three, but well, you're right. Nope. Yeah, so we've gotten the t first two arcs done, one more to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's really, like, bittersweet, kind of, because it's like you know it's this is it. Like, you're not going to get any more after these. Uh, yeah, I've been really struggling with it from, like, almost every direction. And it's just like, oh, why can't it just go on forever? I know. But see, like, I, I've been struggling with it because it's like, man, it's the end. That sucks. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not struggling with it at all because I know Ahsoka lives, so. Well, that's true. I know true. fucking would, Rex lives. It would be way worse if yeah. if that was still up in the air. Yeah, like when you guys watched Ahsoka walk away, you're like, but like, then what happens? I know, that was crushing. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, we're not going to do any more. And mm -hmm. they're like, what? what? The Disney buy happened. They're like, done. Yeah. I was like, wait, you can't leave it like that. So it's like, I'm coming at it from that angle those two angles and then it's just like i'm also coming at it from like why would you stop when you're doing this good yeah i mean even the ones that are not like super home run they're still so good and so enjoyable to watch and yet like there was out of the eight episodes we've seen there's only been one that i was like well we didn't really need that but it wasn't me being like fuck this for existing yeah it was just like it was kind of boring it was a little slow yeah. but the other seven they've been so fucking good you know yeah and gorgeous like it's never looked better <sighs> yeah that's the main fucking thing like somebody compared pictures of uh grievous from like season one versus the trailer for the last arc mm -hmm. dude it's fucking crazy yeah. Like, I don't remember those models looking all that bad. I know everybody's like, they're stiff and they're weird looking. Well, they are a little bit, but... Yeah, but I mean, I didn't think, like, they were dog shit, you know? Right. Yeah, I was not nearly as harsh on them as a lot of people were. I actually kind of liked them. They were kind of quaint. Once you mm -hmm. got once you got used to it, it was kind of like, oh. But when you look at the fucking season one Grievous model versus the final arc model, it's mm -hmm. like, this is two different shows, right? Right. Almost like they pulled the CG Grievous off the... <laughs> off the live action film and put him in. Yeah. yeah. Like the detail on his face and shit and the mm -hmm. swirls in his cape. And it's mm -hmm. like, how did you do that? Yeah. I didn't notice it so much. See, it's hard to not, not talk about the last arc. Cause we saw the first, we saw the first episode. So we'll, yeah, we'll say that. Say, let's just be honest. Well, yeah. We saw the first episode of the final arc and just the movement, the characters mm -hmm. movements are so fluid in the fight scenes. And this goes for the first eight also yeah but what i noticed in this one it almost seems like this was animated later like it looks like the textures are better even than in the first eight i mean that's possible like if you look at like anakin's face and obi-wan's face you can see like or especially bo-katan's face mm -hmm. you can see like different skin tones in their in their face you know like different not, shading and yeah shit. not like not like blotchiness but like where they would have 
natural differences in their skin. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like imperfections in their skin. Oh, and I don't, I'm not sure if you could see this in any of the first eight, but I noticed, and this is the other thing that made me think that these models are even more detailed than the first eight is, uh, the Obi-Wan model actually has Ewan's like little bump wart thing. Yeah. On his forehead. I was like, Oh my God, they even modeled that. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Well, you know, I've said this through the first eight episodes, and then I saw that article and was like, oh, fuck, they said that. Yeah. The movements of these characters, it's so creepy mm-hmm. because they're so smooth. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling you, it's like, dude, I swear to God, it's like they mo-capped them or something. Mm-hmm. Because, well, not that it was herky-jerky before, but it you could tell it was like a CG animator. It yeah. wasn't a natural right. movement. Right. It was still animated, yeah. Yeah, but it and like the camera shots and shit too. Oh, it's yeah. just like this shit is cinematic, dude. This it's disrespectful to call this a TV show. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh well, pretty much well, I I noticed it a lot more in the second arc, the cinematic camera work. Like when she's going really? down well, yeah, like when she's going down into the into the deeper into Coruscant, you know, and they're she's yeah. going down like they're following her down through all the traffic and there's different angles and I don't know. In that Bad Batch arc, I remember that it was like a real sweeping camera shot mm-hmm. where they were showing all the fucking droids and shit. That oh, yeah. was the one where I first noticed. Oh, it. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I definitely noticed it in there, too. I was just the shot of her going down the mm-hmm. different levels. Like when she fell core. off. Yeah. Well, even before she fell off, but when she was just like descending. Yeah. It was like, damn. Mm hmm. But yeah, I kept saying, it's like, dude, it feels fucking mo-capped. And you're like, kinda. Yeah. Because it's just so fucking smooth and fluid, the motion. Yeah. And then we, somebody tweeted an article and was like, you remember that time that Ray Parker's, or Ray Parker's that Ray Parker. Wow. When he sang <laughs> Ghostbusters? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that time he stole fucking Ghostbusters from Huey Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that this article was like, remember that time Ray Park said for the first time in animation, uh, Maul's movements are going to be his because he's mocap. I was like, I fucking knew it. Yep. I could tell. I mean, I don't know if they did that with every character, but they must have. I mean, maybe. I mean, I wonder who did the mocap for him because I'm sure they didn't have Ashley doing mocap for no. Ahsoka no. and they didn't have James Arnold Taylor doing mocap for Obi-Wan and, you know. Yeah, but I don't. I'm sure they didn't do that either, but at the same time, I'm sure somebody did it. They had to have because it's just been too fucking smooth, dude. It's possible. And it's like, who would you get to go against fucking Ray Parker Jr.? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah. oh, oh, I had it. Fuck. I had a good comeback. <laughs> Fuck. Now I can't think of his name. Uh, was it the dude <sighs> who did it for the new movie? No. Oh. Oh, it was going to be a deep cut, too. <laughs> fuck i couldn't i hang on time out oh i know now i don't have to look it up okay Okay, so do it again (laughs) it's weird having to act i know but yeah it's like who would you have going against ray parker jr rockwell (laughs) (laughs) the guy that the guy that's saying i always feel like somebody's watching me <laughs> see wow dude so see it's deep cut fuck man deep cut and a contemporary <laughs> for that song see oh yeah 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 i got you <laughs> i'm gonna feel like somebody's watching me mm-hmm. side note that martin lawrence special run tell dat was on uh tubi okay and i started watching that in that, he makes a joke about that song because he's talk. It was like right after he had all of his troubles, you know, oh, Mark yeah. Lawrence did. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about like being on fucking drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it goes, it got me fucking running around outside the house being like, I feel like somebody's watching me. Mm, yeah. That's what happens when Twitching. you mess with that. Ooh, wee. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking special. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back on track. Back on track. Um, but yeah, seriously, it's like, who would you have go against Ray Park in those mocap scenes? You, I mean, you're not going to bring in fucking Ashley because she can't do all that shit. Right. So I would imagine they may have like a mocap team over there or stunt people or whatever to do this action and stuff. Quite possible. Because like I said, they look way too smooth to just be. Yeah. 
I really hope regular old animated. I really hope that somebody's been documenting the development of this show all along the way. I wouldn't be shocked. Like I know on some of the DVDs or maybe on some of the Blu-rays even there's mm-hmm. like bonus features of the cast and stuff doing readings like split screen with the wasn't that then then they have like split screen like the the actor on one side and the character on the other side and they were doing their lines, you know, in the booth. I, in some documentaries, yeah. Yeah. So, it would be cool if they had, you know, behind the scenes stuff of them like working on the models and doing the concept art and all that I would stuff. think they would because you know when they did that last the lost missions yeah on the blu-ray for that they did have a uh like a mini documentary about those episodes called mm-hmm. I think Clone Wars declassified okay and yeah it was basically like how that came about like we had these stories they were almost ready to go and then the plug got pulled and like they showed like the end of the production on that series oh gotcha and like everybody's getting all sad and shit talking about like i mean we're lucky that we got to do these episodes but yeah oh man it would have been so cool or whatever yeah and you know what's fucked up i just i don't know why this didn't occur to me until you were just talking about the lost missions but this is their second encore yeah that's crazy this one is a lot better than the last one whoa yeah i mean i love the yoda arc yeah, that one was good. But that the other fucking, ones were meh. I mean, there were moments of greatness in all of them. Yeah, for sure. But the Yoda arc was fucking rock solid. The Anakin and Padme arc was meh. Other than Anakin, like well, going yeah, ape goes, shit, and it's like yeah. whoa. Yeah, that was that was definitely the money shot for that whole arc. Mm-hmm. But that Jar Jar and Mace arc was like, huh? That did seem strange. That was kind of like one of those. That would have been one of those season fillers. Yeah. But the final arc takes place after that Maul comic arc, Son of Dathomir or whatever. Mm, oh, really? Yeah. So I I think Disney does still consider that canon. I can't even remember what that one was about. That was the one with the fight between Palpatine, like after that fight from season five or whatever, mm-hmm. where Maul was like imprisoned or whatever and he broke free. Hmm. I've never read it. I think you did read it, but it was it's going back years. I did read it, but now I can't remember. Fuck. I'm going to have to reread it. See, I should have read that before I deleted Comixology, but hmm. I just can't do digital comics, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well. So yeah, it, the Maul story arc, from what I've heard, does follow that. Hmm. Follows the Yoda arc. No, it, well, yeah, but it follows the uh, the comic that comic arc. The Siege of Mandalore follows Son yes. of Dathomir. Okay. So it, if you want to like understand more of Maul's journey, read that comic and then watch. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go back and read it again. Yeah. Because it was a couple of years ago that I read it. That's what I said. You read it when it came out, I think you said, but... Well, not when it, it came out, years. but... Because it was out of print, and yeah, um, uh, that's what it is. I think it was when we were reading uh, Dark Disciple. Mm, that's about right. You said something about Son of Dathomir, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And you're like, "Oh, it's that unproduced Clone Wars thing that they made into a comic book." And I'm like, "Huh?" Okay, kind of like you just were. Yeah, and then I, <laughs> well, I mean, I know what it was. I just uh, no, I know. But at the time, I, I didn't even know it existed, and I was like, "What?" And you're mm. like, "Oh yeah, it's a bit. It's out of print. And it's hard to find." And that's when I eventually found it on comiXology and i was like oh shit i'm gonna get this well marvel did do a reprinting of it i know they did recently yeah i've been trying to find it and yeah you know that's a problem at barnes and noble lately when new shit comes out new star wars shit comes out they don't mm-hmm. have it for some reason yeah because i still haven't seen that phasma novel mm. or oh what was there was another big star wars novel that came out that they didn't have the thrawn books yeah i haven't seen a single one of those mm. so that's weird yeah for sure but Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, Maul's story follows that. So, if you want, like, his full journey, reread that. Hmm. But, yeah, the first arc, uh, the Bad Batch arc, that was one of the old story reels. And, apparently, they changed quite a bit of shit in that. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, which I'm like, good, because if you don't change anything, why fucking bother doing this arc? Right. Really, you're just finishing what people have already seen. That seems kind of weak. Mm-hmm. So, like, they changed a couple things per episode, I think, which is, like, good. Yeah, good. I like those bad, bad, the Bad Batch clones. Yeah. I wonder if they they would have survived Order 66, don't you think? Mm, possibly. Because they're kind of non-standard and kind of fucked up reject yeah. clones, so... Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, we don't know if they got the chip or not. I mean, they might have got the chip, but maybe the chip doesn't take because they're. Didn't fucking Rex say something about the chip to one of them? Or am I just making shit up now? Rex said something to one of the Bad Batch about the. I think he did, yeah, because I think somebody said something about his scar or something, didn't they? Mm, I don't remember that. It's possible, though, I guess. I, I could be wrong. But because I remember there being some reference to that arc, to that hmm. uh, chip arc. Hmm. But, um, you know, the highlight of those episodes to me was the Bad Batch. Oh, for sure. But what was awesome about it is that shows like fucking D. Bradley Baker does not get the respect he deserves. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, because like those were seriously four or five distinct characters between Rex and the other four. Mm-hmm. It was fucking astounding. It was pretty it was pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome that he can make them all sound similar, but totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he can take that one voice that really doesn't sound like Tamora Morrison that much at all. No. And and then tweak it ever so slightly for every single clone so that they're mm-hmm. just enough of an individual that you can kind of tell them apart. Yeah, like give one a stutter, fucking make one sound more confident. Mm-hmm. Shit like that, and it's like, suddenly you've got five voices. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you can make some crazy sounding, like, uh, what was his name, Gregor? Oh, yeah, Gregor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dude is fucking awesome, man. Yep. But um, then the second arc, which, like, we don't really need to cover Bad Batch, because like we said, even though they changed some shit, it's basically the same fucking arc. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. the Ahsoka arc... Because Dave has said, like, for him, the story of the Clone Wars, and it's like, I think you're retconning a little bit, or at least you mean this final season, but whatever, I'll let you go because you're making awesome shit. Right. Um, but he says, for him, the story of the Clone Wars is the story of Ahsoka and Rex. And it's like, Yeah, I mean, okay. that could be a little bit of a retcon, or, or that's what it's turned into. Or looking back, uh, yeah. looking back yeah. on it, you can be like that, but I don't know that it started out that way. It definitely didn't. I mean, maybe yeah. the story of Ahsoka, but yeah, definitely not right. But definitely, I can see how you look at it now, and you're like, oh, yeah, these are the actual main characters of this TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he wanted to do an arc about Rex, an arc about Ahsoka, and then bring them together. Which, uh-huh. by the way, I know one of the things they did add to the Bad Batch arc. The scene with Padme, oh, yeah. that was added. Oh, okay. Because they said... They felt kind of bad that they didn't have Padme in there at all, and she's like a fundamentally important character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no shit, she is. But yeah, yeah. Oh, and that was that was cool that that uh, they definitely confirmed that Obi Wan. Obi Wan knows. Yeah. Yeah. Obi Wan knew that they were having a secret thing, mm-hmm. which I always knew that he knew. There's no way that he yeah. didn't know. And we've learned from those shorts that even Ahsoka knew. Yeah. But it is interesting. Again, we'll go into the final arc more later, but it is interesting that in the first episode of that, like, Bo throws that in his face, too. Obi-Wan's face that he oh, fucked yeah. with Satine. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, eh. mm-hmm. As we've said before, Obi-Wan has no real leg to stand on other than, like, I've been down that path, don't do it. Yeah. But he has no fucking... Yeah, there's no moral high ground. Exactly. For once, he doesn't have the high ground. Boom. Uh, to tell Anakin not to do it, but yeah. Yeah. That was a scene that was added. But anyway, the Ahsoka arc. I think the first episode was good, but I think the second one was the one where I was like, all right, come on, move on. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I really liked the first one, for sure. And I liked... Yeah. At first, I wasn't sure about the sisters. I was mm-hmm. like, eh, I don't know. That... And the one sister's hair was just like the younger sister. I was like, what the fuck is up with that hair? Mm-hmm. That kind of like th- took me out of it at first. Because it was like real simple shapes, right? Well, it was like, yeah, it just looked... Unfinished. Yeah, or like, not like hair. It looked like... Yeah. I couldn't figure... Yeah, it was just a really bizarre hairstyle, like mm-hmm. like unnatural looking. To me, it looked kind of unfinished, which I guess goes to your point saying like the final arc looks more polished. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure about them at first, but then they really did grow on me and their, their dynamic. Mm-hmm. I liked that they brought the pikes in. Yeah. And like you said, the the... The leader, the lead pike that they deal with is the pike that's in the Dark Disciple novel. No, you said that. No. Because you Googled it because I was like, it sounded familiar, but you Googled mm. it, yeah. Mm-mm. You told me that. Did I? Yes. Oh. And I was like, no shit, really? I thought you figured that one out. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Nope, I'm well, pretty sure me. that was you. I mean, it would have been. Who else do you talk to about it? <laughs> well, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that came from you, but all right, I'll take no, it. I'm pretty sure that came from you. Look at the big brain on Brett. No shit. But I like I like that they brought them in and they brought in Kessel. That was fucked up. And then you get to see like the rich part of Kessel where it doesn't look like what was in the solo movie, which I guess is Fucking just where a. they've strip mined everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, that was so fucked up because they're like, we're going to Kessel. And I was like, <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. And then they fucking show Kessel. And I was like, that ain't Kessel. I know. It looks like Alderaan. Uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Kessel? And then they panned across and was like, uh-oh, yeah, that's Kessel. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder if, because I swear in the solo movie when they were coming in, and maybe it was just like that side of the planet or whatever, but when they were coming into Kessel, like it was all fucked up in red. Like there were no green yeah, no. Spots, you I know? I think so that me... was kind of them being like, look, it was okay at one point. Right. That's what I mean. I wonder if when yeah. the Empire took over and really started laying into Kessel for, for stuff, mm-hmm. they really just... Like we'd seen them do countless times on the Clone Wars, like yeah. a fucking planet is fine, and then it's like, mm-hmm. whoop, not no mo. I think it was the... the... Oh, no. I think it might have been Lost Stars. Which, wasn't that a Claudia Gray? Mm-hmm. Where okay. it follows the two Imperial... Yeah. I I'm, I think it was that. I don't know. It was some book that I read recently that, that kind of showed that, that like they were all happy the Empire was there, and then it wasn't too long before like all their resources were being used up. and like That could have been Ahsoka also. That's what I was thinking, too. Maybe it was Ahsoka, the Ahsoka book. Yeah, I think it was, because they were all happy oh, when that's right. the that's Empire right. showed up, and then they were like, no, they're fucking us. That's right, because they, they all had to go out and work in the... Fields field, yeah. or whatever, and they were just like, and they were food was scarce and shit, right? Because all they were doing was growing, uh, I don't know, something, something they needed for medicine or for something. I yeah, don't remember yeah, exactly, but they they weren't allowed to like grow food for themselves because they were busy growing shit for the empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's what this Kessel was too, was to show like, yeah, like you said, yeah. like they they went in and strip mined everything and ruined the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. D- it which I. I really dig that they're trying to bring that home even more so mm-hmm. to be like, look, fucking, it sounds like a good thing, but after a while, you can see why it went from the shiny prequels to the down and dirty uh, originals. Yep, exactly. Yeah, they're really fucking illustrating that point even more so, and I think it's awesome because it helps explain to those fucking douchebags like you and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What? What? Don't talk about Andy like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It explains to the people like Andy who are like, it's weird that everything's so polished. Oh. You know? Oh, I never said it was weird. I, I get, know. I, I was, get why it was. No, I know. I'm yeah. just fucking with all of you. And even something I, I was talking to somebody else. I think I was talking to Angie about it too. And she was like, "Why does it go from like super spiffy looking to like beat down?" And it's like, "Well, it's because the Empire came in and yeah. they everybody well, thought it was good, and then they just like ripped the soul out of everybody." Right. And honestly, too, in the in the prequels, they don't. They're it's different locations. There's. They're not in the same places as they are in the OT, so, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So how do you know that it's that didn't look like that? I mean, you saw Tatooine and Phantom Menace. It looks exactly the fucking same. True. Naboo, you don't see that in the OT. No. And that's like, so who knows what that looks like in the OT? It could look the same. It could look that, different. That has been a weird complaint to me because there has been no, like, one-to-one comparison other than Tatooine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, the ships... Okay, so the the Queen Starship is all sleek and sweet looking, and all the the Naboo starfighters are all sleek and mm-hmm. polished looking, but that's just them. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, I I mean it's you can't fucking use the Falcon as a comparison because it's like when have you seen it? You know, being all super spiffy in the right. prequels. But I mean, you could look at the shuttle that or the Corellian ship that takes Qui Gon and Obi Wan to the Trade Federation ship at the beginning of Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's not like super sleek and spiffy yeah i mean for christ's sake it was like that was like the original design for the millennium falcon yeah like i said i've never really understood that but even just throwing that aside it it does fucking explain to those people it's like look it was a good galaxy and then the empire fucked it yeah yeah no i get that too Mm -hmm. i know i was just using you as a reason to break andy's balls who's not listening (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah no uh, I think they're doing a really good job to illustrate that point. Right, and everything became more mass-produced, too, during the Empire. Mm-hmm. So everything is exactly the same. Everything's just stamped out of the same 
yep. mold. So nothing is unique or there's no artistry and everything. Everything's more brutish and mm-hmm. you know, mass produced. Yeah. Everything's like why all cars these days look the fucking same. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it would be like, I don't know if it's a, the same kind of comparison, but like looking at like some place, like some places in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Prior to the Soviet Union. They yeah, would be, yeah, yeah. They'd be all rich cultural buildings and artwork and stuff. And then the Soviet Union comes in and puts up big concrete buildings and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. The thing I didn't like about that second arc, though, mm-hmm. and this was a problem even with the original run of Clone Wars, like that one arc that we've talked about a bunch of times with that bad Jedi, where it's yeah. like... yeah. And the episode would have an arc. The dude would be in a dick, and then by the end, he'd be like, "No, I get it. I understand now." Then the oh. next episode would start, and he'd be back to being a dick, and he'd go through the same arc where he's like, "No, no, no, I get it. You guys are cool. I understand now." Then mm. the third episode started, and it's like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" Yeah. I think it was like episode three. The sister finally came around to Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and she was like, "No, you're cool." And then episode four started, and she's like, "Why the fuck we trust in you anyway? Who are you?" And it's like, "We just went through this, dude." Yeah, I guess I can see that comparison. Yeah, that that would be the only complaint I would have, is that they're still stuck in that sort of pattern. Yeah, I guess I overlooked it just because it looked so great. Yeah. It looked so great, and Ahsoka was in it, and it was great to see and hear her. And, and it's nice to just have the Clone Wars back. Yeah, so I was like, eh, who cares? Yeah, no, I feel you. I definitely understand, but yeah, that just struck me too much yeah how, how excited are you for the final arc very yeah if the first episode is any indication like that's just the first episode yeah there's three more episodes i was <laughs> what did you think of my message when you woke up that day where you're like all right dick calm down no i was like okay i'm watching it right now uh-huh because i think my message to you is like motherfucker you need to get your affairs in order you mm-hmm. are not prepared for what's about to happen yeah, but i wasn't you were right <laughs> no, I knew I had to watch it right away. The way you yeah. said that, I was like, oh, shit, I got to get on this. I, and after I sent that, I was like, maybe I went a little too over the top, but it's like, no, no. there are moments in this fucking episode that are like, oh, God. Mm, yeah. Oh, God. No, there were m- multiple goosebump inducing moments. Like from the fucking opening, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the first half a second that it started rolling and I'm like, what? What's happening? What's going on right now? What am I what am I watching? What is this? What's going on? Where am I? Yeah, like after the Disney Plus logo goes away, it's like, okay, here, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's not even the new Lucasfilm logo. It's the old one. Uh-huh. And not even like the fucking green or silver one or whatever or what the, you know, prequel era one. It's like, no, no, we're going all no, the way back I mean. to the beginning. Yeah. No, I yeah. still consider that the new one, the prequel era one. The the shiny one. No, we're we're going back to the just the green monotype mm-hmm. like block letters. Plain ass Lucasfilm Limited logo. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, what's what what is this? Yeah, and the like there's no fortune cookie on it. Nope. And it's the the for real Star Wars theme. Yes. And then it kind of melds into the Clone Wars theme, but it's like right. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. What are we doing? Yep. Oh, and it's not a big part, but I fucking called it, dude. Kanan was in that bitch. Oh, you're right. You're right. He was in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like 47 or 48 seconds in, you see... 48 seconds in. Depa and this little fucking brown-haired boy, and I was like... Mm-hmm. So I knew at some point they had to do that. Yep. There's no way they couldn't. No, nope, you were right. The other thing we didn't really talk about is I would guess this final arc is probably going to be the longest, isn't it? Time-wise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which probably. you earned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like your victory lap. Just take it. Yep. It's like, you want to fucking take a breather? Do it, baby. We don't care. Because it was like, I think, 26 and a half minutes without all the extra long credits. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that bugs me. You got to do math on this show because it used to be like a minute of credits when it was before the Disney buy, but now after they got to do regular credits and then credits for the voices around the world and shit. And mm-hmm. It's like, <sighs> but yeah, oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be like having a regular old movie. Yeah. Now, did you see there? Ha- there's a petition to have it shown in the theaters. I didn't, but yeah. how the fuck are they going to do that with theaters closed? <laughs> yeah, that's not, I didn't even consider that, but yeah, yeah, that makes it kind of, of like pointless, doesn't it? 
I mean, to me, it's like show it on regular TV, but... Cut together as a movie. Oh, yeah, on regular TV. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. You own Fox now. No, they don't own the channel. Oh, they don't? They don't own Fox no. TV, the Fox TV channel? No, they own all of Fox's content. They own, like, The Simpsons, The Family Guy, and all that shit now. But not the broadcast. But they don't own the specific channel because they can't. Uh, gotcha. That's why I fucking... As soon as the Disney buy went through, all of a sudden you hear about this Fox Nation streaming service, which it's like, I thought they wanted to get out of fucking making entertainment. They just wanted Mm. to, like, air it. Mm -hmm. Rupert said he just wanted to, I think, to do sports and news. That's it. Yeah, well, he doesn't do news either, so. He doesn't, no. (laughs) But it's like, so you're launching a new streaming service? What the fuck? He's still deep into scripted television. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I every once in a while I'll hear somebody say, if you actually watch their news, it's good, but all their opinion shows are bullshit. And it's like, I don't know. Because they've, they've literally had reporters leave being like, this did not go the way I thought it would. Yeah. Well, yeah, their actual, <laughs> but, actual news reporters like call them out on the air. Yeah. And be like, this is bullshit what you guys are doing. I think there was one time <laughs> after like one of their opinion shows, mm-hmm. the news came on and the anchor was like, I don't know what the hell that was, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Fucking, they've got to fill time on ABC somehow. Yeah. Fucking... The revamped game shows are going to only go so far. Yeah. So, yeah. They keep talking about that live-action Ahsoka show, too, that, you know, we heard years ago was supposed to be on ABC, but now it's going to be on Disney+, Plus, and it's like, I don't care. Just do it. Just do it. Give, Give it, it to me. Give it to me in my eyes. <laughs> Give it to me. Now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's that, gang. We may be... We may have done a fucking point five about this final arc by now we don't know we're gonna try yeah but oh it's so good anywho anywho time for thank yous time for thank yous okay thank yous as per usual go to at the j sarge for our opening music at sherry archinoff for our logo at steve boost for being at steve boost and at looking for eight for our knights of Nerdblitzdom design um time for our shit Let's do it. So subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and find everything we do at nerdblitz.com. Get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash portfolio. And if you need some extra audio, go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com. There's over 20 hours on there. Albums ranging from 5 to $1. So get in on that, yo. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm at the Scooby-Doom. You are? At Fitzman73. And on both under Twitter and Instagram, we are at NerdBlitzPod. Where'd that come from? Uh, I don't know. It's just rattling around up there and it's like, let me out! Alrighty. Yep. Is that er a thing? That's, that's all I got for this time. Yay! So, until next time, when we come back with more of your favorite goofy jagoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's our that's our next uh, business card tagline. Everyone's favorite goofy jagoffs. <laughs> bye. Remind me to write that down as a new fucking tagline for us. Yeah. Okay, give me the bye again. Bye. Come back next time. Our sanity depends on it. What the fuck is that, dude? I don't know. That was way more aggressive than the first voice. Was it? Kind of. Should I try it again? Nah. Are you sure? Yeah. Dude, I can't keep track of it now. <laughs> that voice just went off on its own. Mm-hmm. It almost, you know what it almost reminds me of? Did you ever see the extended cut of uh, Return of the King? Um, Don't think so. There's this real pasty fucker who's like the voice of uh, Sauron or whatever. And he's got like weird cuts into his lips. And like when he moves his mouth, the cuts open and you can almost see the muscle that's like bloody looking a little bit. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, dude, it's so fucking haunting. Real this, quick, Google this, it. This is a real life guy. Yeah. Uh, no, it's prosthetics and shit. Oh, I got, I got it. Yeah, okay. But it's so fucking creepy, and he's like, "Well, what are you gonna do now?" And he does this weird fucking herky jerky twitchy shit with his head. It's so fucked up. That's hmm. kind of what it reminds me of. Voice of Sauron. Oh, fuck. You see it? It looks like a fucking Cenobite. Kinda, yeah. It's so fucked up. I I saw the theatrical cut of that movie first, and then when I got the extended cut and that was in there, I was like, oh shit.
It's um, it's Bruce Spence. Who's that? He was in Beyond Thunderdome, I think, and he was the the fuck are they the fuck's the name of the species? The one in Revenge of the Sith where Obi Wan goes to the planet with the craters. That's right. I thinking about it now. Yeah, it's that fucking dude, Utapau. Yep. And his voice is Don Messick. Wait, what do you mean? That's what it says. He was oh, wait, dead says, by then. Why well, no? Oh wait, it says Peter Jackson's films or other media. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, that's kind of what I was thinking of when I just did that voice. <laughs> There's some fucking bonus content for you. The mouth of, not the voice, the mouth of Sauron. Okay, well, that was close. But yeah, there's some oh, bonus content wow. for you. Ain't that fucked up looking, though? That is fucked up looking. That shit is some Clive Barker shit right there. Yeah, like I said, now that you've mentioned Utapal, that's exactly, I can see that. Yeah, it's Bruce Spence. Huh. Yeah, the way he kind of moved in that in episode three, imagine it being like more herky-jerky and like creepy. Mm. That's what it is. Like there's a spot, I think there's a shot in there where like he's almost gurgling blood or froth and blood or spit or something mm. or he's just like yeah and it's like oh yeah yeah that was a good cut it was a good edit <laughs> <laughs> Smart. anyway anyway yeah bye. oh wait see we, already, we already did that we did but nice to say see you again yeah <laughs> this has been a feature of jj2e media and tsdja productions